So I'm not going to lie, this is a, a difficult topic to preach on. And it's difficult because the last thing I want to do is spark a level of curiosity with the very thing I need to speak out against. And at the same time, if this topic is not broached, then there are too many who will suffer. So Bishop Noonan has named uh, this weekend Safe Haven Sunday, or this Sunday, I guess, and he asked that parishes throughout the Diocese of Orlando bring awareness to the threat of a virtual drug which is hurting so many. It's something which studies have shown is prevalent in 84% of men and 57% of women before the age of 18. The average age of first exposure is 13, and some are exposed as young as seven. This thing that I speak of, I'm sure as many of you have guessed, is pornography. The goal of today is to equip families with the resources and tools that they need to create a literal safe haven from this type of content falling into the hands of their children or grandchildren. I remember a few years ago, I was watching this morning show and they had divided up uh, like middle school age kids from uh, their parents and the interviewer showed a clip from YouTube and asked the to the kids and asked if they had seen it. They had all seen this video and they not only that, but they knew all the videos on this particular YouTube channel and commented in great detail. Then the same interviewer went over to the parents and asked if they put any restrictions on the devices of their children and their parents said, no, 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 my child would never do anything and look at anything that was inappropriate. And then he showed this video on YouTube and asked if they deemed it appropriate and they were appalled at the content. And then uh, they asked, the interviewer said, well, have your, has your child seen this? And they said, no, 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 my child would never look at something like that. And then the interviewer had to break it to them that of course, all of their children had uh, seen everything that was there and uh, watched it regularly. And I mentioned the statistics, 84% and 57% against are not the odds that I would bet on. I have to say that I was edified to see some of our parents from the school sharing with each other on social media a few months back on ways to protect their children from the potential harm that is out there on the internet. Outside today, we'll have people passing out books and resources on how best to protect our households. We ask that every family take a copy in the book, you'll find a text code which will send you different resources for seven days. There's also a link and QR code which will bring you to a page on our parish website. We've worked hard to provide these amazing resources to help families and really anyone who is struggling with this in their life. It's vital that we do everything we can to protect our children and ourselves. The reality is that the pornography industry is targeting young people. There's a website called Fight the New Drug that has some heart-wrenching testimonies from people whose addiction started when they were very young. Here are a few. They use the first initial of their first name. So P, who is now 29 years old, I first saw it when I was nine. I didn't want it and I didn't search for it. It came in the form of a spam email and I saw a picture of a woman. My young curiosity overcame me and I continue to try to find more of the same. T, who is now 20 years old, I was simply a naive kid who didn't even understand these feelings yet and got hooked simply from a happenstance encounter with a book that depicted an inappropriate image. A, who is now in his 20s, my story seems somewhat cliche, but I was eight when I was first exposed. 
My parents were not very computer savvy, so it was easy for me to cover my tracks. I came from a good home with stable, loving parents, but we never talked about the harms of porn. I was struggling with it before I even knew what it was. D, who is now in his 30s, growing up, my older brother and I shared a computer. At nine years old, I found where he had stashed his pornography. Next thing I knew, I was looking for more. No one told me that it was wrong, only that it was for older people. For years, I was consuming without restriction, thinking that I shouldn't get caught because of my age, not because there was something morally wrong with the encounter or that I was addicted to it. You don't realize you're addicted until you try to stop. It's important that we help people break out of this cycle of shame. When we live in shame, we become incapable of hearing God the Father speak to us his words of blessing, calling us his beloved sons and daughters. I've heard so many stories of people overcoming their addiction almost as soon as they stopped letting their shame dictate their actions. I don't want to share anyone's story that I know, but there's some more here from Fight the New Drug. So M, who is 25 years old, my brother sat me down in my bed and told me he had something to tell me. He told me he had been struggling with pornography for years, but that he was getting better and that he was healing. He didn't know it, but him talking to me about his problem was the beginning of my journey to overcome my own issue with pornography. Eventually, he became my confidant as I worked through a recovery program. He was my proof that things could get better. A, 24 years old, when my brother and I were just friends, when my husband and I were just friends, I was suffering from depression. I was talking about my struggles and he told me he could relate. He told me about his struggle with pornography. Since then, we have been completely honest about our struggles. It's helped us so much. It means that there are no secrets and no shame. We focus on solutions and helping each other become better. Kay, who's 23 years old, when my boyfriend told me he was addicted to pornography, he was extremely honest with me. He told me about the nature of, his, of the addiction and the steps he had taken and was currently taking to overcome it. We, dis we discussed what I could do to help him moving forward. He cried and I cried with him. We both tried to approach it with a willingness to understand and empathize. We continued to have respectful and helpful conversations about it as often as either of us felt necessary. Jay, 29 years old, I noticed my friend was upset about something. I asked him about it and he told me about his pornography addiction, that he had been clean for almost 100 days and he'd slipped up and was so upset with himself. I told him I was so sorry it was so hard for him and that I knew he could get past it. I congratulated him on his progress so far and thanked him for confiding in me. The issue goes beyond religious circles. The secular world is also realizing the problem as well. There are many celebrities who have come out against the industry and open up about their own struggles. Billie Eilish has opened up about her struggle saying, I think it really destroyed my brain and I feel incredibly devastated that I was exposed to so much porn. It got to a point where I couldn't watch anything else unless it was violent, I didn't think it was attractive. Terry Crews, my issue was and is with pornography, that it changes the way you think about people. People become objects, people become body parts, they become things to be used rather than people to be loved.
Russell Brand. Pornography is not something I like, and it's also something that I haven't been able to make a long-term commitment to not looking at, and it's affecting my ability to relate to women, to relate to myself, my own sexuality. There's a cloud of pornographic information that's making it impossible for us to relate to our own sexuality, our own psychology. It's a very real issue that we're dealing with, and it affects our ability to love and to be loved, which is at the core of what God has created us to do. We can't let shame win. Please take the resources we have available after Mass and look at the page on our website that has resources. Even if you're not struggling, someone you know will be. On the Safe Haven page of our parish website, there's a form to fill out if you're interested in continued support either for yourself or for one of your children. No name needs to be given, just an email so that you can be contacted. And what's the takeaway I hope we get from this homily? We have to break out of that cycle of shame and isolation and be able to entrust ourselves to the Lord. And so Lord Jesus Christ, just in this moment we turn to you with humble hearts, knowing that you are the one who can save us. You are the one who can bring us towards freedom. Lord Jesus Christ, I entrust these, your people, that you might free them and lead them on that exodus out of slavery into your freedom. Any bonds, any chains that are holding them back, shame, isolation, any long-standing addictions or sin that they've been struggling with, Lord, we ask that you continue to free us, set us free, let our hearts be filled with your love, send down your spirit upon us. Lord, do not let your people succumb to this level of treachery. Do not let us be anything but that total freedom which you have won through us through the cross. You have destroyed even the grave itself, and we entrust ourselves to you. Do not let us live in any sort of fear or anxiety, Lord. May we have the courage we need to overcome even this sin. Because you, Lord, are the destroyer of all sin. You have destroyed death itself, and we entrust ourselves to you. Amen.